You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. Tough loss to the Patriots, 14-10 on Monday night, and that means it's time for my Buffalo Blues. What is up, Bills Mafia? That was a rough one on Monday I mean, it's only Tuesday. That was yesterday, but it feels like I don't know what day it is. It was so bad. Uh, That game was just the definition of football pain for the Bills. And I don't even know where to start. Um, it just seems like it was one of those games where they beat themselves again. And, you know, a lot of their losses, aside from the Colts game, have been really close losses. Uh, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Titans, you know, I think all of those losses combined were only 17 points, something like that. So... You know, it's not like they're really getting smashed that much. And even if you look at the game against the Colts, uh, even then, like, you're a a play away here or there early in that game from really, like, it getting out of hand and it being a winnable game. Uh, And that game had a lot of unforced errors as well. And, you know, that happened a lot in this game too but before I go on with that I want to address this you know this thing that's been going around since the game has ended with the press conference and this particular journalist um, who decided to you know ask Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer if they were embarrassed by the run defense. Now, I can understand that the fans watching the game were embarrassed because, you know, we all want the defense to be better than what we saw. We all, to a certain extent, excuse me, believe that the defense is better than that, is capable of playing better than that. And, you know, on the first two drives of the game, uh, you saw that. Or the first two New England drives, like the Bills shut their run down. They, I think, three and outed them both times. Uh, You know, didn't let anything happen on the ground. So... To go from that to giving up 
you know, 200 something ground yards is not great. But uh, that particular question has been uh, the center of this kind of social media debate between, excuse me again, the fans that think it was a, a fair question and a good question. And I think people like me who know that it's a bad question and can articulate why. So what I want to say about that is A, that question is directed at the wrong people. If you were going to ask that question, that's really more of a question for the coaching staff the defensive linemen or the linebackers like you're asking the safeties who are the team captains and like literally it's in the title of their job that they are the safeties like the last line of defense so i don't care that they were playing you know with a stacked box like sure like some of stopping the run uh ends up being these guys responsibility but it's really not their responsibility first. They're the last line of defense. You know, that it was the defensive line and the linebacker play that was really getting beaten and resulting in, you know, the run game for the Patriots being what it was. Uh, so, secondly, it's a loaded question. Because he's implying that they should be embarrassed, not uh, anything else. You know, he really wanted to take the opportunity to kind of like make them feel embarrassed about that performance. And I think that's the thing that probably resonates with fans is that, you know, all the fans felt embarrassed. And I think there's like a knee-jerk reaction to want the players to feel embarrassed about it too. But, you know, at the end of the day... These guys are out there like playing as hard as they can for the most part. So to imply that they should feel embarrassed for their performance, it's not his job as the journalist. Um, if he wants to like go write opinion pieces and just like state that, like, you know, he can say whatever he wants, but that's part of the bad question. It's a loaded question. And on top of that, it's, uh, it's not an open-ended question either. So he, there's no room for uh, any, any interpretation there. It's like you just ask him a yes or no question. Are you embarrassed? Like, realistically, Micah and Jordan could have just said yes or no and moved on, but they chose to basically tell him to fuck off. And whatever, good for them. Um, and beyond all of that, I think what makes it the... What, make, what really like puts the icing on the cake is that in asking that question like you know that they can't answer that like you know that the team captains aren't going to come out here and throw their teammates under the bus and be like oh yeah we were horribly embarrassed like our d-line played like shit our linebacker play was shitty you know They're, they can't come out and say that and even if they could come out and say that they're good captains and they're good team leaders. They're not going to say that. So you're asking them a question that you know they can't answer. That's not their responsibility. That's loaded. 
and that isn't open-ended like there's so many reasons that that's a, a bad question um so just let's get that out of the way and we'll we'll look at the game and what happened and like yes the box score i think they gave up they gave up 222 ground yards on 46 carries and really you know there was the long touchdown run by harris uh that was a huge momentum suck in that kind of a game and then there was that series uh to close out the third quarter that really uh was like salt in the wound in that instance you know i was watching the game with my girlfriend i'm telling her like it's gonna be really difficult like just the way that things are going if they still have the ball closing out the third quarter on this drive you know it'll just indicate that that bill's defense is tired and it's going to be very difficult to get the ball away from new england there and i think they only ended up with that field goal there but it was still you know a 14 play 59 yard drive that took eight and a half minutes off so it was a, a huge uh drive in terms of just like setting the tone for how the end of that game was gonna go but nonetheless the bills were only down four and i i want to say they had the ball in the red zone twice yeah they did they they came down the field looked good and opted for a field goal missed it so it stayed 14 10 and then they three and out the patriots again and they have the ball with an opportunity to go down the field and uh still just win the game and they had uh I think it was a horse collar tackle that set them up like at the goal line that oh that was on the missed field goal possession i'm sorry yeah so they ended up with a first and goal at the new england six before they missed that field goal and then they come out of that and you know they hand it off to moss and he goes nowhere and then allen takes a bad sack after that uh because the offensive line collapses and didn't even like collapse it just pressured him too fast and he couldn't escape right and he couldn't escape upwards and the play design just didn't give him enough of a you know a release valve if he saw pressure uh so he gets sacked he goes incomplete and then they miss the field goal if bass makes that field goal there's a very good chance that the bills uh at least have a shot at a game-winning field goal at the end of the game, you know? So, they they do get the ball back, and, you know, they go down the field, and they get inside the New England 20, and it's first and 10 at the 14, and it's just like the red zone offense, again, kind of just, like, falters. Dawson Knox takes a, a bad false start, um, when they were third and nine and it puts them in third and 14 and on third and 14, this is, a, I want to say this is the scramble play where Allen breaks the pocket, right? He find he finds Knox in the end zone. And I mean, the throw he made on this was an incredible throw and it hits Knox in the hands, but, uh, Phillips made a nice defensive play on that ball. He got in there, knocked it away. And, uh, so the Bills were forced into 4th and 14, and they didn't convert, and that was the end of the game. 
and I mean it's not it's not quite as simple as that but in you know the easiest terms possible they didn't convert in the red zone when they had the opportunity and it is what it is but that's not all there is you know um like I had mentioned earlier they came and uh, they shut down the Patriots right away early in this game, and they got the ball with fantastic field position to start. Uh, I mean, they basically started at midfield to start their first possession, and they end up at a third and seven, and they have the wind at their back. So the Bills kicked away. The Patriots chose uh, to have the wind at their back in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. And... So the Bills needed to get ahead in this game. Like, that was the game plan, was that they knew that Mac Jones was going to struggle in this game. So if they could get ahead and play with the lead, they should be fine. And they probably would have been fine, but that is not what happened. They ended up in the third and seven on that first possession, and Allen found Knox on a crossing route, and Knox just dropped it. The ball hit him right in the hand, uh, didn't make a play on it, and... They were forced to punt. I mean, like, that same possession later, they may have even let Tyler Bass kick, like, a 70-yard field goal try with the wind. Um, just because later in the game, you would have seen that uh, they maybe just shut down New England real quick and get the ball back with a good field position. So, worst-case scenario, New England starting at the 50 there wouldn't have been the end of the world, but... You know, with all that win, they're not going to let him kick that there. So I understand punting. But, uh, you know, a lot of people were on Dawson Knox in this game because there was three, maybe a fourth one, where it's a play that he usually makes. And those possessions were, like, gut-punchingly bad. Um, And what I noticed is that that ball on the third and seven... That's his broken hand that he tried to make that catch with. So, you know, he still wasn't, he's still not that far removed from the broken hand. And I think in the cold, that thing was just killing him. Uh, He either couldn't feel it or it was hurting so bad that he really couldn't catch. Now, I appreciate him, you know, trying to gut it out and play through that. Uh, And that's, you know, that's the kind of spirit you want out of him. But if he realistically, like, couldn't catch because it was so cold, they needed to get him out of the game and play with more Davis, play with more Sweeney. And that would have been okay. Like, you just work your way around it. But uh, that right there, that third and seven conversion would have put uh, Buffalo, like, at the New England 42-ish. So it's like maybe they do try a long field goal there with Bass. Maybe he hits it, maybe he doesn't. But, you know... To, to come out and shut New England down on that first drive so easily, get the ball, and then, like, drop an easy conversion was, you know, a pain. And then, you know, they get the ball back. They stop New England again. And it's like, okay, now this punt was even worse, and they start at the New England 40. So they're basically in uh, field goal range right there. But they ran a screen to Sanders that got absolutely demolished. Um, and, like, running a screen, like, in the kind of win that they had, like, was just super dangerous. Like, I, I didn't want to see that. Uh, and 
I think New England like kind of sensed that they didn't want to throw down field, so they were all over the screen, buried it. Um, they they ended up getting to a third and four on a Matthew Judon penalty, and they convert uh, on like a, a throw to the sideline to Breda, and like you could tell like he didn't handle it that well, but he caught it and he got out of bounds for the first down. And on the next play, there at the New England twenty-nine, he uh, Allen turns around and hands it to Breda, who I don't know what he was doing, but it looked like he, you know, hasn't received a handoff in his career. Maybe um, he tried to like reach out and grab it with both hands, like he was a receiver, and he just messed up the handoff pocket. And in those conditions, cold wind. All that stuff is bad. He fumbles. And because of that fumble, the Bills have no points on the board, starting with great field position. And, uh, you know, it sets up the eventual crack in the armor that is that Damian Harris 64-yard touchdown run. Um, the, the Patriots figured out that they're going to need to, like, stretch that Bills defense left and right. They didn't want to run straight at him anymore after those first two possessions. So, you know, all of a sudden, the Patriots have the lead after what looks like the Bills are mostly dominating and, like, they just shot themselves in the foot a little bit. Now it's 8 nothing, and the Bills are playing from behind. And that, like, it, it seemed to just, like, throw the whole game plan out the window. It's like I'm a big believer in omens, and that Breda fumble was a bad one early in the game. Uh... And so now that it's 8-0, the Bills are behind the eight ball, and they need something. And they get it on that punt that glances off of uh, Nikhil Harry's helmet and counts as a muff, and the Bills recover, and they score a touchdown to play later. But they opt to kick the field goal rather than going for two. And so it's 8-7, so they're still playing from behind in, con in just terrible conditions that aren't going to be good. But let's just pretend for a second that the Bills had kicked the field goal and scored a touchdown on those first two drives. You know, then it's 10-0. Even if New England gets that touchdown, it's 10-8. The Bills play with the lead uh, in that game, and I think they're probably okay at that point. Um, but after they score, New England manages to go down and find a 41-yard field goal in the wind from Nick Folk. And it's games like this where, you know, I don't cheer for Nick Folk. Uh, we went to high school together. We're not like friends or anything, but he is from my graduating class. And I typically cheer for his success, but this is the second time at least uh, where he's hit a, a huge field goal for the opposing team in Buffalo. And that always stings a little extra. But he's shown that he's a very good kicker. He's having a good year. And he puts that one through. And then it's 11-7. And then just like it's an elements game still. And so both teams go to the half with that 11-7 score. They just trade punts the rest of the way out. Bills get the ball to come out and start the second half. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't love this drive, but... I didn't hate it either. It's like, uh, it's a situation where they're going to have the wind again. And 
I think at this point in the game, like you can clearly see past the half that New England has zero interest in throwing the ball. Mac Jones had thrown the ball once, and it it was only caught uh, by the grace of God that uh, Jonu Smith tipped that ball and came down with a miraculous catch. I mean, that's could have very easily been an intercepted ball. Uh, so it's just one of those where I don't know. It's a situation where by the time that this part of the game has rolled around, the one thing that the the two teams have established is the Patriots are going to run the ball. They can run the ball. They can play defense. What can the Bills do that the Patriots can't do is they can actually throw a little bit in this win and they have Josh Allen. And it just seemed like they didn't want to take the reins off Josh Allen even after the writing was on the wall at halftime. And it kind of falls back on this, like, is Sean McDermott, like, too conservative? Like, you know, he's taken a lot of shit for this game, and he should. Uh, And Dable, too. Ryan Dable, the offensive coordinator, they need to come up with a better game plan for this game like especially playing at home on Monday night for the first time in like 30 years or whatever you know exactly what you're going up against you know what the elements are you have most likely one of if not like the most dynamic athlete on the field and they just didn't really want to you know utilize that um Allen ended up having a a really nice run later in the game. And it's just one of those where it's like, Jesus, where has this been the whole game? Like, wherever Matthew Judon is, like, that's going to be the area where they're over-aggressive. And you have to capitalize and get out on that side. Um, They had... There was another linebacker in the game who was doing a really good job of holding that pocket edge earlier uh i can't think of it off the top of my head uh i don't even know if he had a tackle or not um maybe it was van noy but nonetheless like they did a good job of not letting allen out of the pocket early and i think maybe it just discouraged it it stopped him from wanting to scramble but they ran like a lot of rpo looks and Josh has been criticized for like not handing it off on the RPO enough. And I think in this game, it was a game where he just should have kept that ball more himself uh, and forced the issue and made the defense really have to, to work, you know, to stop him. Uh, And that's not exactly what happened, but you know, the bills did cut it to a one point game. Uh, Bass did hit that field goal to make it 11 to 10. And then the Patriots had that uh, that eight and a half minute drive I had mentioned earlier that spanned the whole end of the third quarter and took off two minutes into the fourth quarter uh, and to make it 14-10. And then Bass misses that field goal. And then it's 14-10, giving the Patriots the ball. And all of a sudden here, you get the Bills defense has woken up. Uh, out of nowhere, I guess. Um, they had they had come up with a big stop at the beginning of the fourth quarter to like limit that long drive to a field goal and to keep their offense in it. And 
I just don't know where that was the rest of the game either. Like, they... I don't know if it was the play calling or the personnel because Tremaine Edmonds played very tentatively the whole game. Um, it's what I saw in Troy Reader in the Rams where, like, he can see that the run is coming in front of him uh, and he's just the last one to the ball almost all the time. Like, he's not playing downhill at all. He's not hitting the gap. I don't know if they weren't dialing up blitz plays, but... They should have been uh, double gap blitzing basically the whole game. Uh, sure, if you miss, you know, you get that home run ball, but it wasn't on a, a blitz pickup that the Patriots did end up hitting that home run. It was one of these plays where Tremaine Edmonds is just kind of sitting there watching and Hunter Henry's getting out there to the second level. And while Trey's got his eyes in the backfield, uh, you know, Hunter Henry's come and blocking him up and he's not getting to the ball carrier. And so Matt Milano at least like stepped up and really like played aggressively down the stretch and made some big stops uh, when they needed it and gave the offense a chance. So, I mean, you can be critical of the defense as much as you want, but I think ultimately they still gave their offense a chance to win. And this was a case where it was the offense that lost the game. Uh, yeah, the 200 rushing yards don't look good. Um, that 64-yard touchdown run obviously was a major, like, kick in the crotch. But as, I don't know, as a whole, I feel like the defense didn't play that bad. The, the biggest problem that happened when you're watching the defense is that you know that New England is running the ball every play, and, like, they just refused to play it aggressively. They were like, Ben, don't break, Ben, don't break, Ben, don't break. We know we'll get a stop sooner or later. We know New England's really not going to kick, like, a exceedingly long field goal here. We know Mac Jones is not going to really throw the ball downfield here either. So they just, like, they wanted to keep the run in front of them and felt that eventually they would get them to a three-and-out situation. And, you know, they did late in the game and they still, like I said, they gave the ball to the offense with a chance to win. And it's this first and goal at the New England six that they're really going to regret that first play right there after the penalty, after the horse collar tackle on uh, Moss that set him up at the six. That play right there has to be a Josh Allen run play has to be. Um, if he doesn't get it there, then you threaten it on the next play. Like, you make the defense have to respect that here, and that just wasn't the case. Like, the kind of the formation we saw with Jonathan Taylor um, line up against Houston, where it's like, we're just going to direct snap it, and it's going to be a power run. And Josh Allen is so big there, like, just if he finds the gap from the six-yard line, even if it's a small hole, he can fall forward and almost get to the one, and... Even if you get half the distance there, you get three yards, like you have a whole new world to work with. But by uh, getting that no gain there, and then, oh my God, the clock management here. I don't know what happened, but they blow a timeout. Poor, like, this game was very poorly mismanaged uh, from a coaching perspective uh, in terms of wasted challenge, timeout, all this horrible stuff that happened in the second half. Like, there was a play where Mac Jones, quarterback, sneaked and you know it looked like he didn't get it but the replay booth has to tell McDermott like just to tuck that flag because there just is so little evidence to overturn it I understand that 
say they get that, it's a fourth down sneak right there. If the Patriots don't get that, that's a huge play for the Bills. So it may be worth the risk of losing the timeout there. But when it came down to it and they had to burn this secondary timeout uh, near the goal line, that's when that challenge flag earlier really is like, okay, it's this kind of game management and coaching has to be on top of like every little aspect and they t they come out of the timeout and then Josh Allen gets fucking sacked for nine yards like what the hell did they draw up in the huddle on the timeout to get in this play and like watching the the Manning cast you know Peyton was like I don't like calling a timeout here like you need to be ready to go the quarterback needs to have a play ready to go to on a short clock there and he's right and eli is saying like hey you know what if you don't like the look you just with this kind of possession with second and goal at the six like you just want to make sure you get a good play in there and then they come out and get sacked for nine yards and it's third and 15 after that so that's horrible like, it's bad in every possible way. Like, you wasted the timeout, you got in a crap play, and then Allen couldn't even get out of the play and make it a, a third and six after that. So your options are super limited. Um, and then they end up missing the field goal on that one. So that's, that's one of those moments in the game that was huge. And similarly, you know, it happens late in the game. Uh... That Dawson Knox false start penalty on the third and nine from the New England 13 killed them because it's like they could have converted a first down even if they don't score the touchdown there and given themselves a chance to win. But the penalty makes it third and 14, uh, then the incomplete to Knox. So it's like a lot of a lot of bad juju on Knox in this game, and that's why I was saying like maybe just like don't have him out there like. That first pass that hit him in the hand on that third and seven in the first quarter, the coaching staff had to know, and he had to know. And if he really was like not going to be able to catch the ball, like he needs to probably take himself out of the equation there. But he's trying to tough it out. You know, I, I don't hate him for that. Um, and the other two passes that were like, you know, people are saying are drops. Like neither of them was drops. Like they were both ridiculously hard catches. Typically, he probably makes that play, um, but both of them were him getting his hands on the ball and um, having the defender come over and make a good play on the ball there. So, you know, there's only so much Knox can do. Uh, it would have we would have liked to see more out of him in this game, or maybe just get the ball to more Gabriel Davis, much more Gabriel Davis. He had the only Bills touchdown in this game. Uh, so, tough pill to swallow. Because um, it's definitely, like I said earlier, one of those shot themselves in the foot type of games. And it's just frustrating. It's super frustrating. Because I, I look at this Bills team and I see their talent. And I see their potential. And I see, like, what this team could be. And we've seen them play at a high level this year. And it's like, okay, this is what this team can be. And then in the games where they lose, it's like they just can't get out of their own way. And they're finding, like, every way to, to shoot themselves in the foot and every way to lose a close ball game. 
and you know there's no guarantee that if the conditions were solid that the bills would have convincingly won this game either because new england still runs the ball well like that wouldn't have changed and the bills would have actually had to game plan a little bit for mac jones throwing the football so the patriots would have had actually more elements to their offense um had the weather not been bad uh but the bills would have been able to score because you know all things considered like given how bad the conditions were we found out how good josh allen really is in this game he like someone else said he played his balls off um the throws he was making in the wind were incredibly impressive like the arm talent that he has the ability to just like bite down on his mouthpiece and rifle some of these throws in there like even the one he had to davis for the touchdown was a ridiculously tight window laser beam um and then like when you consider how windy it was when you look at what was happening with the punts uh when you saw like some of the screens and some of the throws to the sideline wobbling and going off target there's a play in this game that uh digs i don't know it's tough to say it's a drop but it does hit him in the hands i can't remember exactly off the top of my head at what stage in the game that it happened i want to say it was in the second half but I don't remember 100%, so don't hold me to it. But Allen drops back, and he finally gets Diggs one-on-one. They do a double move because they know the Patriots are stacking the box. And he gets his man beat, and Allen throws this incredible pass to the end zone. And just because of the win, Diggs has a little trouble tracking it, but it basically hits him like in the basket. And it kind of like glances off of his shoulder a little bit just because Diggs has to turn his head around to try and find the ball as it's moving with the wind. Um, but that's a catch that he makes, you know, 99 times out of 100 if the wind isn't there to make that little, you know, wiggle at the end of the ball. So it's like this is this is a game where the Bills could have very easily been playing with the lead the whole way probably should have been playing with the lead the whole way and it would have been a different game so i get that the knee-jerk reaction is that like the you know the bills are not good or whatever it's like they're clearly good um seven and five is not the end of the world but it's a tough road because you got tampa bay coming up next and the bills could realistically be seven and six and faced with almost having to win out and i wasn't one of the people who saw the bills this year as like a 14 and three or, or 15 and two kind of a team and not because that i don't believe in them or i don't think they're good i just think that after last season it's really hard to have like that kind of season again a lot of teams were going to catch on to what they were doing they were going to make it a lot harder on the bills to do what they wanted to do and we've seen some of that and we've also seen that the bills are still a young team and there's a lot of unforced errors and a lot of just mistakes that they shouldn't be making uh but i figured 12 and 5 was realistic and that's still doable and if they go into tampa and they beat the bucks and they do so convincingly you know we'll be we'll have reversed 
course a little bit and everybody will be talking about the bills as one of the best teams in the league again and if the bills you know play with the lead in this game and beat the patriots they're the number one seed well they'd be the number two seed behind uh the titans but they would have been right there in the conversation as one of the best teams in the league again and i don't think losing to a patriots team that's clearly very good makes you a bad football team especially in the kind of game that it was but there's a lot of mistakes that they just you know haven't cleaned up at this point in the season and that's i think what is the most frustrating is we've seen it over and over and over again and it just doesn't get corrected and so there's only so much that we can hear from the players and from the coaches about like this you know this isn't who we are we're better than this uh i believe in this team like i get it i get that i get why you're saying that but i am not 100 percent sure that they believe it because we keep seeing it again and, and again and again um but this isn't a bad bills team i still have full confidence that this is a, a good playoff team um and if they get into that afc playoffs they're still a big problem uh tennessee's banged up they're gonna play new england again with a chance to possibly take the division back depending on how things go um and they could potentially see new england a third time uh the ravens you know lost to pittsburgh in a in a way that they probably shouldn't have if they're really as good as you know we wanted to think they are and the bills already have a win over the chiefs so you know, all the, I guess, like, scariest playoff teams right now are not necessarily horrible matchups. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But I could see the Bills, like, if the Bills are 11-6, and six, they're, you know, they're in the playoffs. If, even if they're 10-7, and seven, they're going to have a pretty good shot. But it's going to be harder with Miami coming up behind them at, uh, at 10-7. and seven. So we really need to see them play well i've yet to like only the tennessee game is where the bills really like played well and lost like other than that like there's been a lot of games where there's just like they're mistake ridden and so it's like i haven't seen a team come out and really just be like oh we're so much better than this team um the patriots showed that they're like dominant on the ground that's for sure but you know we already knew that uh so it's not really a big surprise and if the winds weren't 30, 40 miles an hour, like maybe that's a whole different game. Maybe not. But anyway, the Bills got to start with going down to Tampa. And even if they don't win that game against Tampa, they need a reason to believe in themselves. And that Patriots game is a reason where they may, you know, start to doubt themselves. But if they go into Tampa and they play a competitive game against the defending champs and maybe just like Brady gets the ball at the end and pulls off some wizardry like he always does you know they need to take something away that lets them know like we are still an elite team in this league and we can play at the very highest level and you know you look at how much that win or how much uh that close loss to uh sorry not New England Tampa did for Dallas early in the season um it let Dallas know that like we can play with these guys and uh it gave them the confidence to like really find their potential as a team and I think it can do the same for the Bills win or lose I would obviously prefer they win 
Uh, get that win over Brady would be nice. Get that win over the defending champs would be nicer. Uh, they just got to handle business. They got to they got to figure it out. And you know they got they got the right veterans on the team to like get it together, but they got to get it together. And that's all there is to it. So until next time, uh, let's all remember that we love this team, that we don't need to hate each other as a fan base uh, when the team loses. We don't need to be pointing fingers and taking joy in the fact that they lost. It's a weird thing to do. So I look forward to the Sunday game. It's a big one. I sure hope the Bills get it done. And uh, I'll settle for a, a good performance. Even if they don't win, I want to see the right kind of game, the right kind of mentality, the right kind of effort on the field, and I'll know that they're going to be okay. Um, but that game against New England, it's like, are they going to be okay? That's a good question. Uh, I think they will be okay. So until next time, go Bills, as always. Uh, take care, everybody. Thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. If you enjoyed it, please help me out by liking, subscribing, sharing, wherever you get your podcasts. This show is an extension of thescheiss.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can contact me at info at And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills. Go Bills.